Hey guys, this is Rob McKeefrey with Iron Game Chalk Talk, and you're listening to The Impact Show with my friend, Jim Cabasso. Welcome to The Impact Show. Beyond training, beyond practice, this is the podcast for strength and conditioning coaches, sport coaches, personal trainers and sports fitness entrepreneurs who want to increase the impact they have on the people around them. And now, here's your host, coach, author, and entrepreneur, Jim Kilbasso.
All right, today's coaching segment is going to be, in my opinion, pretty interesting because we are going to talk about whether or not there should be a national governing body or licensure for strength and conditioning coaches. And that's also going to lead into a conversation that kind of makes us talk about, well, then should there be a licensure for personal training? And this is coming up because there is a lot of talk about how athletic trainers, physical therapists, doctors, um, they are recognized differently than a strength and conditioning coach or a personal trainer. And maybe they should be because there's a lot of differences. So I am here with Red Wakeham from Michigan State University. Uh, this is the um, Olympic sports strength and conditioning coach here is, is that a, what is your exact title I, I keep messing it up yeah you're messing it up uh director of strength and conditioning for olympic sports and molly which you introduced the i last didn't time. i didn't introduce her yet you're going to introduce her yeah i'll oh, okay. introduce her so the associate strength and conditioning coach of the uh, olympic uh, olympic sports here at michigan state her name is molly munz Hi, Thank Molly. You. Hi. Thanks for coming. Um, so we are sitting here talking about these, this licensure stuff, and let's just throw it out to Red first. Should we or should we not have a licensure? And let's start with just strength and conditioning coaches. Go. Yes. Molly. I agree. Okay, conversation's over. Yeah. All right. Thank no. you. All right, so Red, you think we should. Why and how would we make it happen, and what would it look like? Because this is going to be difficult and we're going down a rabbit hole. Yeah, listen, uh, can it practically be done? Well, that wasn't the question. So I'm not going to be practical. I'm just going to kind of be theory-driven and live in Oz and say, yes, I think it should be done. I think it should be like the same thing as when doctors go to medical school. They get this uh, license after they finish. That's the same thing that I would like to see. I'd like to see some sort of license uh, instead of, you know, We've got uh, so many of these different uh, avenues that we can go right there. We can get a USAW certification. We can get the CSCCA. We can get the NSCA. And I could go on and on. IYCA, NASM, ACSM. Yeah, there's a million of them. And all of them brings, you know, something to the table, something that is unique and valuable. And I'm just I'm just saying, hey, listen, I, I think it, we should ha develop a good strength and conditioning sports science program at all these different universities that is similar to a medical school that gets us ready to be able to go out and take a licensing test for and put us in a, the highest level possible um, so that we can go out and, and kind of kind of do our thing in an evidence-based way and also that includes similar to what the CSCCA does that also provides um, you know some hands-on experience 
Okay, so you're talking about we have to create a university for strength and conditioning coaches that they go through and get a degree first and then pass a test? Well, similar to a medical school. Okay. So maybe not every school has a strength and conditioning school, if you will, but there'll be enough schools, just like there are medical schools around the nation, and they all, I, I don't know, does every medical school kind of teach exactly the same format? I would guess well, it a, must be That's a great question, and I, I, think it's, I think it's different because obviously different med schools are regarded better or worse than others, so it must be somewhat different unless it's just an entrance thing. There are obviously way more jobs in medicine than there are in strength and conditioning, so we may have to limit the number of actual schools putting people out, but there would have to be a curriculum developed by some sort of governing body, correct? Yeah. yeah. Which, which may or may not be practical. And it'd have to, so when doctors go on their rotations, you know, why couldn't a strength and conditioning coach do, you know, a rotation of, of plyos, a rotation where there really, there's a focus on uh, the Olympic movements uh, and different things like that. What do you think, Molly? I agree. I, I like the rotation idea because they get hands-on experience and that's so critical um, with a lot of these younger coaches that are coming out. I mean, you could have one athlete to 100 athletes working out in a weight room, and, and the weight room can be a dangerous place. And so I think the hands-on experience as well is critical to this. So do you guys think that sport coaches should also go through a licensure? Because well, my hope on, on some of this, day, and the answer to that question for me is, uh, that's a, such a hard question, Jimmy. I'm going to say no. But my hope is that what drives me crazy is that sometimes in the United States, the strength and conditioning coach is so tied to the sport coach. And the sport coach, because they're going to get paid millions of dollars in some cases, will sometimes get involved in strength and conditioning types of decisions where they, no offense intended, might be the dumbest guy in the room or the dumbest woman in the room because they don't have this sort of experience. And my hope is to prop up the strength and conditioning coach to elevate them so that they get the respect of, uh, of uh, being able to make strength and conditioning decisions that won't be um, uh, kind of changed by a head coach who doesn't know a lot about this. I don't want them involved in it. And it, this drives me to another point when, when, you know, strength and conditioning coaches so often get tied to the head sport coach. They yep. get tied to wins and losses. They get tied yep. to mental toughness demonstrations on the field, court, ice and water. And I think all that is ridiculous mm -hmm. to, to a large degree. Or so Maybe I, not ridiculous, but it's not an accurate portrayal of what the strength and conditioning coach is doing at the very least. Or can do, or perhaps. Can do, yeah. yeah. It would kind of elevate the strength coach to be kind of like the athletic trainer or the doctor where they say, this kid can't play. So that coach would have to look at them and say, this is my strength coach. He or she is telling me what I should do for conditioning and what I'm going to do in the weight room with my team. So do you think then the same certification should be used for someone in private, uh, private strength and conditioning? Like basically what I do. Would I take the same test or would it be different? Would I have to go through the same schooling? Wow, that's a tough question, huh? And who would, and who would run this? Because um, when we do introduce licensure, essentially there's got to be a governing body. Somebody is going to then be telling you what to do and what not to do. Um, and Lord knows people hate regulations. They hate, you know, being put in a box. And 
in many cases, this would probably have to come under the NCAA if it was going to be a college thing. And if it was a college thing, then do what about NFL or NBA strength coaches or private coaches? You know, who, who would we fall under those? And would the NCAA be able to change their mind on what's safe and what's not safe and what we should be doing? I'd really, I'd, I hate the, as soon as you bring the NCAA and I really do not want them involved in any, in any sort of way because I think the decisions start to be murky and political as opposed to purposeful and perhaps physiological. Mm -hmm. But listen, our doctors, there are doctors at every, on every NFL team that had to go through medical school. Mm -hmm. So I guess my answer to your question is, should you, who is in a private industry, have to go through the same medical school, strength and conditioning school? My answer would be yes. Okay. Or, or let's say, you know, there are PAs out there so physician's assistants. So let's say you were like, ah, eh, you know, I think that's uh, too much. I don't want to have to go through all of that. I don't think it's needed. Uh, maybe there'd be a, a, you know, a different level where you could say, uh, I'm, I'm not going to go to five or, or, or eight years and all through all the rotations, I'm going to do a different level. Would that be possible? So, yeah, so there could be different levels, um, kind of like uh, soccer coaches get licensed. Um, they get the, their, you know, you start off with, uh, I think, a D license, and then you can work your way up and get a C license and a B and then an A. And there's different levels that you can coach at, college, international, but it's a little bit more widespread. I don't think... Um, I don't think football, basketball, baseball has that kind of licensure that soccer has. So it could be something similar to that. Like you would have an intro level that would be maybe more basic in nature. Well, like let's say one of the rotations was monitoring. You know, so maybe somebody who just opened up a gym does not want to know all about the scientific uh, monitoring system. So they would take, you know, a level, what you said, they'd just go at level D and be a, you know, It'd be a okay physician's with that. assistant or something like that. But I want to elevate us even more than we are right now. There's just so many offsets right now. And this is my problem with one of the, our national governing bodies about 15, 20 years ago. I just felt like I had a certification, but, but it didn't distinguish me at all, right? I, right? I mean, everybody in Michigan, in my state, had the certification. So when I went to Gold Gym, I mean... I was no different than anybody else, even though I had a little bit more education. I guess I was from that point of view, but as far as our certification, I was no different than anybody else. I'm looking for something that distinguishes us uh, a little bit more. Well, and I think that gets to the point, though, of you know, just because doctors went through you know med school, that doesn't mean that they're all equal. You know, the old adage, you know, what do you call the what do you call the guy that graduated last in med school? call him doctor so you're gonna it's gonna you know it's gonna be the same thing um you know there's still gonna be i think that feeling in the field that wow that guy passed a test like he passed the test and now he's not doing those things you know like how, he he sucks like how can he be the same as me and then then there's gonna be you know well we need another level now you know is, is there is it would it ever be enough or and how do we determine you know what those things would even be to what would the criteria be you can still have specialists yeah uh, i mean you could have you know you, that's why you i consider you a speed specialist an acceleration speed even movement specialist not that you're not very good in all these other things you are but 
that's kind of, uh, you know, when I have those types of questions, I end up going to you because uh, that's kind of over the last five, ten years where you've kind of moved towards a little bit. Sounds like an orthopedist. I was just going to say, yeah, somebody that specializes in knees yeah. or I do hands or, uh, you know, that kind of thing. So maybe it could be there needs to be like a base level and then they're, well, you know, specialized certifications. But Molly, that's what you just said you didn't like is that one person's got a kettlebell certification and then you get a TRX certification and then you get a speed certification. And they're all very different because I don't think I don't think people that are certified through, you know, some of the bigger collegiate um, national body like like CSCCA and NSCA, those people aren't doing the same kind of speed stuff that I'm doing because that's not really part of their curriculum. And then somebody could be amazing at powerlifting, and that's totally different. You know, so you get some college strength coaches that are very powerlifting based. How would they? That's fit what I'm saying. No, I don't think it should. Uh, you know, I think I don't think it should be that way. I okay. I think, uh, you know, there may uh, certainly components of powerlifting that would make up a strength and conditioning program for certain individuals, but we'd all be trained the same way. And I don't know exactly what you don't like about the, like the kettlebell certification only. My, my assume that it's that because it's so kind of limited to just one avenue, kettlebells. But if they still went through the strength and conditioning school slash medical school that I was talking about and then went on to a kettlebell rotation or a kettlebell additional specialization, would you still have a problem with it or would you be okay with it as long as they had all of that general knowledge and a uh, license? I think I'd be okay with that because they would have all the general knowledge and then they could say, you know what, I want to learn more and there's other things out there like the kettlebell certification. So if they want to learn more, then that's great. Well, it sounds like maybe it's a you know, we all are thinking, well, you at least need to go through a degree program in this. But aren't we already there? No, because right now there's lots of strength coaches that don't necessarily have a science degree. You know what? That's true. And and one thing I wanted to mention is that Stone, Mike Stone and Associates wrote a really good article. It was on my Twitter feed a while back, if you can find it. But it's outstanding on some of these same topics. I mean, really, really good. One of the best articles I've read, certainly this year, probably in my top two articles. That good. That, where, where was that? That was in, in the NSCA Journal? I don't know. They were trying to get it published, uh, but they went after so many different user groups. I don't know. They might have a difficult time getting it published. I don't know if it was actually published or not. And I don't know how I got it, but uh, they they threw it out somewhere. I think it was on a website or something, and I was like, "Darn, this is it." I mean, I was jealous <laughs> that I didn't write it. It was so, so good. good. Yeah. What do you think of that, Molly? I mean, is it is it an education thing? Do we need to have better curriculum at colleges, or do there does there need to be a more specialized degree that differentiates people that went through it? And would it even be recognized, I guess, is the next question. But do you think we need a different degree type of program? Um, I do think we need a different degree type of program. I'd love to see where, like the graduate assistantships, I think those are phenomenal for all these kids to learn, to have a couple years to learn. And I think that they should have to do something where maybe they're at a school for a year or two years learning under someone who has this degree, like the mentorship, mm. um, something like that, and and they can they can uh, get hands-on experience. Well, and I think most degrees now in the field require an internship, and 
I think the CSCCA requires mentorship, uh, you know, a certain number of hours, and I think the NSCA is trying to implement that as well for a, a separate distinction. Um, I guess, you know, when you've got all these different things, though, you've got people can say, well, I've got this certification, or I've got this certification, and, you know, how do we determine which one is the one? You know, and I think that that is going to come down to an opinion-based thing at this point. And same with schooling. Some people think, you know, like, oh, the best school for strength and conditioning is X. Or I learned under so-and-so. And somebody else might say, well, so-and-so sucks. Those are the exact reasons why I want all this taken out. I want all that taken out. Like, a, it, I hate that you're right about the fact that, that there are people who have very little exercise phys background who are leading programs. You know, maybe because they have experience in powerlifting or Olympic lifting. That's, and, and the the hard part is that some of these people have, might actually be very good at their jobs at this point. But I'm still against that. I think it should be, you know, uh, a curriculum that's kind of set, same as a medical school. We get a license. We can go through specializations and rotations. But I don't like uh, I don't like the way the setup is now. Do we need a different university then, Molly? Um, yeah, I believe, I think we do. I mean, I think that a lot of colleges now for the internship uh, to get their science degree is usually maybe anywhere from three to six months. I think it should be a year, minimum, mm. that they have to learn under someone. Sometimes we'll get new people here uh, and they have their degrees already and it takes them four months before they even start to be good for us. Yeah. And they're just learning so much so fast. And then after they're about six months in, they get their feet under them. And then they start to learn more and more yeah. and progress at a faster rate. So I think some of these internships that would come along with these degrees at universities aren't long enough. You know, maybe it would be more like a teaching certificate. At least in at least Michigan State, I know, requires a full year mm -hmm. of student teaching. A lot of colleges only require like 15 weeks. Um, but I know for certain for certain degrees or for certain teaching certificates, you have to have that teaching experience at different grade levels. So you have to have like elementary, you have to have high school. Um, I think that that would make a huge difference in this field if people had, you know, maybe they did three months at a college setting, three months at a high school, three months at a private setting, you know, so they got the differences and then they can kind of figure out what's best. And, and you may have a good teacher at one of them and a bad teacher at another and that, that, that would be kind of tough to distinguish. Wow. I think we uh, created more questions than answers here. but. You know, what would be really cool is um, if you're, you know, if you're thinking about this right now, listening to this, um, jump on social media or jump on my website and where this, uh, where this episode is and let us know your thoughts on it and we can respond back to you because it would be cool to hear what other people may be thinking about this and especially from other professions. If you're an athletic trainer listening to this, has your licensure helped you or do you think it's a, a hindrance or do you not even care? You know, it would be interesting to hear what people thought. Yeah, bring it. Let's hear it. Sounds good. Guys, really appreciate it. This is a great, great talk.
Thank you for listening to The Impact Show. We're glad you're joining us on this journey of making an impact on the people around you. Please visit us at jimkilbasso.com for more information and ideas to increase your impact. And of course, we hope you subscribe to our podcast to enjoy more tips, stories, and advice from our industry's leaders.